0: Hello, this is Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, and you'll listen to another FACT podcast. Now today, this is going to be a short introduction, brief overview, um, part one, prologue, whatever you want to call it. What we're trying to do is introduce a subject that uh, many of my patients, many of my friends, Um, Many of the public have been wrestling with uh, their entire life, and that's to understand pain, reducing pain, where is this pain coming from, Um, physical pain, emotional pain. So so today I want to introduce some neurological concepts, which may be new to even some uh, educated professionals out there, and doctors, and clinicians, and... Try to also introduce um, uh, ideas why pain is afferent sensory uh, reception. No, that's not it. Just not some type of sensory perception to help us uh, keep safe. You reach out, you touch the stove; it's hot. You feel pain. Your arm automatically withdraws. Um, pain keeps us alive pain lets us know there's a problem. It's a red flag for our body to let us know that something needs to be fixed, something needs to be worked on, something's wrong. Attention, attention, attention. It's the screaming baby in the supermarket. But in our society, especially Western society, especially like the United States, Canada, developed countries, some Western European country, pain has been an avoidance. So physical pain, we try to avoid it because we were taught that it always meant you know, a problem, it's always something wrong. Well, I'll tell that to a woman who's had a beautiful baby and they'll tell you they went through some serious pain, the worst pain they felt in their life. So maybe perhaps pain, physical pain, um, the amount of pain you feel um, does not equal the outcome. There's a lot of patients with conditions like fibromyalgia and chronic pain syndrome and a lot of times, we can't find the pain generator, we call it, the source of their pain. And, you know, they have very small herniated discs, very small um, structural lesions, we call it structural problems. And we really can't pinpoint something that can generate that much pain. So pain is just more, and we know this neurologically and scientifically, pain is just more not the actual injury. You fall down, you skin your knee. You bend over forward, you tear some ligaments, you bulge a disc, uh, intervertebral disc in your back. It's just not that. Pain is more than just the structural problem. And that's also the issue at hand is what does pain mean? We all see the these circus stories, where someone can put a knitting needle through their cheek or through their hand and feel no pain, we all hear the stories of grandma that um, sees their four-year-old toddler get stuck under a car, whose jack, you know, goes down, and the eighty-year-old woman, you know, herniates all her discs, shatters her back lifting the car off. Um, pain was not an issue. I have many personal stories of overcoming pain, physical pain, and understanding pain, and I won't bore you with my stories. But, uh, you know, one I use all the time when I'm teaching, and that is many years ago, oh, I think Callie, my youngest, was maybe two, and um, we're in the neighborhood, and she ran out into the street. Um, We were playing with a bunch of kids, and she just went headlong running and, you know, living on a busy St. Paul Street, um, I started running after her, and she got around a car, and I saw a car in the corner of my eye. Now, you have to drive slow on our streets, and there's probably no danger at all, but my brain didn't see that, and I hurtled. Yeah, I'm sure people want the YouTube video of Fred hurdling a car so I could grab her in the street, pick her up, and run to the other side. The interesting thing was um, when I hurdled, landed, picked her up, ran to the other side of the street, scolded her a little bit, and I tried to walk back with her under my arm, my leg wasn't working, and I had uh, messed up my left knee till this day, you know, 11, 12 years later, it's still uh, an issue. Um, What does that mean? Did the pain, did I feel the pain, was the pain registered in my body biologically when those ligaments tore? Absolutely, they absolutely did. Why didn't it feel the pain? You know, for that ten seconds that I was grabbing her, bringing her, bringing her off, making sure she was safe. Um, that's that's part of what we're going to talk about today, and understand why we hurt. And this is just an introduction. Um, if you have, you know, here's my little warning: if you have any physiological problems, if your physiology, your biology is jacked, if you're wrecked please go see a medical professional, a clinical professional, a midwife, chiropractor, a medical doctor, nurse practitioner. Just get worked up. This is for informational purposes only, but I hope that what you get out of this podcast is very simple. Understanding how you, why you hurt, why you hurt is multi-leveled all the way down to your DNA and your genetics, including your memory, especially your memory. There's a lot of memory overlay. Well, how's that work, Fred? Well, all through our body, we have special nerve endings. We call them nociceptors. They're pain receptors. And they just help us feel physical pain. Now, whether your joint's swollen and the capsule, the covering of the joint, gets stretched out by fluid or inflammation and fires those. happens with our internal organs. Like, say, your liver gets swollen. It'll fire those uh, those pain signals. We all hear the story about appendix and gallbladder pain. When that area gets stretched, those pain receptors go up. We have, we have pain receptors that when they get cut in our skin, all through our body, when things get cut, um, they fire a signal. We have uh, pain receptors that are fast and we have pain receptors that are slow and that has to do with how they're organized. The more insulation, if you will, if you think of a nerve as a wire, the more insulation you have on it, the faster it fires. In general, a lot of our pain is pretty slow. Um... Some sensory that's fast is like vibration feeling vibration um, you know, knowing where you're on in space, we call that proprioception, joint awareness, close your eyes. how do you know you're still standing? those kind of things uh, those sensories, vestibular um, proprioception, joint awareness, all of those are pretty fast um, so but some pain is is pretty slow now that's that's relative you know you're you're talking. So like our Golgi tendon organs vibrating and feeling uh, how much pressure we're lifting in our tendons. Um, that's what shuts down a muscle when something's too, uh, too heavy so we don't tear it. And like muscle spindles, the speed of how fast our muscles contract. And so those are all like proprioceptive uh, awareness type things. They run at about 270 miles an hour, sometimes up to 300 miles an hour. Um, Some pain receptors go less than 55 miles an hour. So that's why these things called TENS units work. You see these boxes where people put the old 9-volt battery in. They uh, wrap it on their shoulder, their low back, and they get this buzzing feeling, and the pain goes away. It's not that their problems magically healed when they flip the switch of the 9-volt battery. It's that buzzing fires up those those faster um, neurons that run at about 275 miles an hour to 300. And... They overwhelm the highway of the slowing, slower moving pain, which sometimes is only about 55. You know, you can get up to 100. Some of them go a little faster, but, you know, they're, they're not approaching 300. And uh, so 300 miles an hour, so it, it overwhelms it. It hits the brain and the nervous system. It overwhelms it, bombards it, and there's not enough room through the door for this nociception. That's the fancy word for pain perception. So the nociception... Um, gets gated out, and that's called the gate theory of pain. There won't be a quiz. I don't want to bore you with it. But what you have to understand is that pain is a biological, chemical process, and it's in reaction to the internal and external environment. Now, it is also based on the nervous system, how healthy your nervous system is, how healthy those wires are, how healthy those receptors are, and also the processing in our head. So, for example, when I say healthy, um, these nerves have a certain level of uh, threshold, we call it. Fancy words, threshold. And if the chemistry is right, um, they just fire. So, for example, you always see people who are dehydrated. They pull up with a calf cramp calf muscle cramp or a hamstring cramp when they're running and dehydrated that's because the electrolytes the chemical the ph the electrical activity across some of those muscles has changed and now their calf muscle is more sensitive to any signals for firing and it starts firing on its own so the threshold is lowered the threshold is lowered in those cramps it works like that in pain nerves too if your chemistry around that nerve is incorrect and not the healthiest, you eat an inflammatory diet. You know, you just came back from McDonald's and had trans fats. You had things that raise the bad prostaglandins. Okay, well then those nerves, those pain fibers are gonna fire even if there's hardly any input. You brush up against something and all of a sudden you're your pain fibers fire your nociceptions fire and this is why some people call it, we call it sensitivity now you can have sensitivity centrally in your brain between your ears or peripherally you know near your cord in the wires in your arm now those two you know we don't have time and this is not the place for going diving into that but i want you to understand that there's many areas along that process from the point of the sensation Say you, you take a hammer and you hit your thumb, so from your, from your thumb all the way down your arm into your spinal cord, up to your brain, to the middle of the brain, which perceives all the deep in the middle of the brain, the thalamus, which perceives that pain, and then the thalamus has got to send a signal to the, the top of your brain, your somatosensory cortex, it's a little strip that tells us where it is, and also to the front of your brain for interpretation of that pain. So what we have to do is understand that, you know, there's many places along the way where say the chemistry can be messed up and we can have an error or a good fire or a misinterpretation like in the front of the brain. So that's one thing to, to start considering why you hurt. So going back to our little example, um, you take a hammer, you hit your thumb, those, uh, the crushed tissue releases, um, Chemicals that tell you you've been pain. The nerve itself has been twanged, been crushed, and that sends a signal. All those signals go all the way back up the cor- back the arm through a wire up the cord up your spinal cord into your brain, and then to different parts in your brain for interpretation. So, what I want you to understand is the the nociception, the firing of pain sensory. Receptors in your thumb is separate from pain reception in your ba- brain. How it's received is different from pain perception in our brain. In our brain, somatosensory cortex, frontal lobe that's above your eyebrows, behind your eyebrows, and then suffering. I'll say it again: Nociception or the firing of pain fibers, pain nerves. Is different than pain reception, receiving it in your thalamus, receiving it in your deep brain. Is different than pain perception, which is somatosensory cortex in conjunction with with um, the frontal lobe and suffering. Frontal lobe, limbic system, some other components there. Limbic system is your emotional center, and and hippocampus, memory. So all those different steps can flavor it, it's like a big mixer board, can flavor it, can change it, can add to it, can diminish it, can integrate it, can filter it. So if you think of it as a big mixer board, auditory mixer board, like in a band or in music, where, you know, or even in your car, where you can put up the bass or put up the treble, that's a very simple mixer. But imagine it as a multi channel, lots of different areas from the highs, middles, and lows of sound on a mixer board. Imagine pain coming in, and that all can be changed. For example, if you had injured your left knee chasing after your kid and destroyed it, when you're working out or walking or whatever, and you bang your knee, oh, my knee's more sensitive. You know, oh, it hurts today. It's achy today. I was working out my bad knee, my bum knee, my old football injury, my old running injury, my old chasing after my kid injury. It's hurt. Is it really the structure? You can get an MRI and get a full orthopedic exam by an orthopedic specialist and you'll find that knee's pretty sound. Why did it feel the pain? Well, it's not so much the nerve re- of endings in your knee are sensitive or in your spinal cord or even in your thalamus, but it may be more of a suffering issue. Your interpretation of the pain that, you know, that's the old injury that took me out for weeks. Oh, that was so painful. And you have some emotional ties because you were scared about your daughter and getting injured, running into a street, all those different things. Am I a good dad, bad dad? How did I let her get away? All those things are tied into that knee pain. We call that more neuroemotional ties to that pain. So, does that mean I'm faking it? No, no, it doesn't. No, I am perceiving it that way. And if you did a functional MRI and went into my somatosensory cortex, that's the strip of tissue on the top of your brain that tells you what's hurting, and you looked at my frontal lobe for interpretation, I would light up. That pain that pain is really there. But someone else under the same circumstances, the same type of knee injury, who didn't have any emotional ties to it, it may not even register in the somatosensory cortex, barely. Yeah, I got achy old knee, shake it off, rub some dirt on it. It's good. So that shows you that, you know, pain perception is not the same as suffering. These are all different. So my body did perceive the pain in one case, and it was nothing. In my case, I have so many emotional ties to that left knee. Oh, wow. You know, it's hurting today. I'm like, oh, no, it probably isn't. It's probably, you know, my PTSD, post-traumatic Stress disorder, you know, a condition where we amplify it and modify um, sensory signals in our brain for inappropriate interpretation. What what my what my knee's telling me is all these other emotional things, all this other narrative, and it happens in an instant, quick, just like that. So that's hard to control. So why do we hurt? It, it's just not, you know your knee hurting or your thumb hurting it's just not the wiring going up your arm and into your spinal cord if you have damage there if you're if you have sick illness if your metabolism metabolism is screwed up because you have a poor diet and you eat in, inflammatory things so you change the threshold and those areas fire quicker if it goes into your thalamus and it's filtered out so so why did why did i not feel the pain when i was jumping over the car because my my dorsal medial lobe and my frontal lobe, the front of my brain, what makes me human, was sending inhibition, was blocking, putting the brakes on any pain signals while I was trying to save my daughter. You know, it's called descending inhibition. Why is that important? Because even though I had nociception, pain reception, I had zero pain preception because I shut it down because I was doing something else. We see this in sports all the time. We see this in powerlifting all the time. Um, Where people shut down their pain. They're playing on torn tissue, torn joints, ripped biceps, broken bones. They continue to perform. And that's because it changes. And then the next thing we're talking about is the suffering. The suffering. And I use the word suffering, but it's easy to understand because having pain doesn't equal suffering. You have a baby, you feel this intense pain. And then the baby comes, and it's just, wow, this is amazing. What a beautiful thing. Best thing that's ever happened to me. You see these new moms. Well, you know, do that to a dude, and he'd probably be falling apart. The birth, the birth rate would completely crash if dudes had to have babies. So, in general, when you're looking at pain, and this is not to avoid the doctor. Always go in. But please understand, pain is just not a signal that something's wrong. It's also a function of the nervous tissue, the parts of the nervous system receiving it, its health, and also the stories, the unconscious emotional stories, the memories of pain that we have on top of it. If all your family died of heart attacks, and I have patients like this and had many friends that have had similar stories where their dad and their grandfather died of heart attacks. When that person goes in and says has a rib out, they go bench press too heavy. They strain their pectoralis major muscle, their chest muscle. It pulls on some of the... um, rib heads in their sternum. They get a little sternal pain and they think they're having a heart attack and they start sweating and they freak out and they they go to the ER and, you know, they run an EKG and say, your heart's healthier than mine. Get the hell out of here. And they're freaked out. It's like, no, that's a rib out of place. That's a musculoskeletal condition. You have a little intercostal chondritis, you know, costal chondritis, intercostal um, sprain strain of the muscles. Um, Yeah, it's not a heart attack, but they're suffering. Their interpretation of the pain was different than someone who's used to having a rib out and has had it because he broke his rib in football and knows that that gets irritated every time he benches. It's not a heart attack. Or someone with indigestion who thinks they're having a heart attack, they go in and say, nope, you know, you had too many tamales. So what I want you to understand, and you t- uh, hopefully you take away from this podcast, is that pain is just more than a signal and a warning it's the stories we put on top of it it's the health of all the nervous tissue receiving interpreting it and the all the wires that go that lead to and from the pain site so maybe in our next podcast or an upcoming one we'll cover how to uh, make that wiring a little healthier to control pain or understand it Um, But I just want you to wrap your head around is the stories we tell ourselves about pain are very important. Some patients, some people out there, it will cripple you. Some people, they'll walk on fire. And we all have the similar nervous systems. We're all human. Why is one different than the other? And a lot of times, it's the stories that we tell ourselves unconsciously that changes the wiring and the firing of the nervous system and changes not only pain reception and pain perception, but also your suffering. And this is Dr. Fred Clary, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.